Yeah, and, and I'm sure people, you guys have both seen the little clip from people on the side of the road on the last pitch up to the climb where he's <laughs> yeah. slobbering yeah. all over himself, so to speak, falling off his bike. I mean, that, looked, that was a, that was the Tommy Simpson of Mont Ventoux back in the well, 60s. It days. ends a little better. but It ends much better, <laughs> right. but that's kind of the, you know, you're like, holy crap, look at that. For a cyclocross guy, his remount was a little sketchy, too. <laughs> I, I kind it's of hoped for more. Too cramping. Yeah. I know, but still. Yeah. His junk may have taken the brunt of that one. <laughs> yeah, though. that was rough. Episode 37 of Between Two Wheels podcast, cycling news, commentary, analysis, and interviews from Northern California. This episode is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people get special life insurance rates. Go to healthiq.com slash BTW to support the show and learn more. As always, subscribe and share the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Podbeam, whatever podcast service you use. And for this week, we'll also be on uh, Between Two Wheels YouTube channel. And check us out on our Facebook page as well. Hi, this is Nate Dunn from Data Driven Athlete with a quick coaching tip. So I wanted to talk briefly about using RPE or rate of perceived exertion to guide your workouts. Now, oftentimes RPE offers advantages to using power to guide your workouts because it takes a 360 degree picture of how you're feeling on the bike. So it helps to incorporate different stress you might be feeling, uh, different fatigue that you might be feeling as you bring on the bike. And it gives you kind of some extra leeway to follow how you feel as opposed to following a specific power target that might not do the best job of taking into account other life factors. So if you want to read a little bit more about how to use RPE in your workouts, you can head over to our website at datadrivenathlete.com, click in the search box, type in RPE, and you can you can find different ways to use RPE uh, to uh, offer some contrast or offer some variety to your training and to help you get faster on the bike. Thanks. Hello, how are you doing? This is Tyler Yonke. Um, I have done the Boise Crit. Chris Flower, have you done the Boise Crit? I've not. I've heard a lot about it, though, and it's, it's definitely on my bucket list now. Oh, well, a nice bucket. What, what else is in your bucket list? Do you, uh, anything else you want to talk about that's on your bucket list? No. All right, well, we'll go over to, to Kurt Mills. Kurt, how are you doing? And you have another person who has not done Boise Crit. I, I haven't done it, but it feels like I've done it several times. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've talked that one to death. Yeah. Okay, well, welcome up. So this week we're just going to, it's kind of a filler episode between the last having to talk to a bunch of cool people and to the next one where we're going to talk to a bunch of cool people and it'll just be us talking about bike racing in Northern California and the world. So how about we start out with a little teaser of what we're going to do. We're going to recap some World Tour races, um, do some results, some winners and losers, uh, such Abu Dhabi, Omloop, KBK, Strada Bianca, Perinese, Torino Adriatico. Those are just the highlights we'll, we'll go over. Um, some issues, Skyfall, the, the UK report that came out, some issues that they've had. Uh, this week in NorCal, Madeira stage race was canceled, the highlight. Um, Red Kite Criterium, I think that's the only race we've really had since the last time we, just, we had a conversation. Now we'll talk about some upcoming Land Park, Wards Ferry, Bariani, Chico, uh, some news and noteworthy issues, and let's get this thing going. Cool. First of all, uh, you guys have been riding. It was a little bit. I was sick uh, last week, so um, after Snelling, so I just I just got on the bike this week, cramming for uh, Chico. <laughs> cramming for Chico. Yeah, same same here. You, how about you, Chris? I, I've been hitting the trainer quite a bit. There's been some rain that's been rolling through town and I've been trying to stay dry. So just try and get 30, 40 minute sessions in, in the evening and try and maintain some fitness. Same thing. 
You've been doing Zwift? Uh, I have, but it's just more kind of background noise. I just try and hit a few quick intervals, and it's just in the background as something to look at. Yeah. I, once again, myself as well, riding inside. I can't go outside. I don't have a saddlebag. Kirk had my saddlebag, so I, I, I couldn't even venture out of my house. I've returned it, so you're you're good to go now. <laughs> Free to yeah. leave. Free to leave the neighborhood. Although I don't really leave the neighborhood anyway. That's just kind of my writing, <laughs> it's true. writing level anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, let's just do some recap of some of the, the World Tour stuff that went down. Abu Dhabi, Alvar, uh, Alejandro Valverde ends up winning that. He gets a stage win as well. Wilco Kil- Kilderman was second. Uh, Miguel Lopez, Superman, was third. Uh, we had a few little highlights from there. Tom Dumoulin finally gets to display his World Time Trial Champion outfit and has a mechanical during the TT and kind of freaks out with his bike. What happened? Do you know? What, on the mechanical? Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Like it wasn't a flat. It was like a shifting issue. I, I believe so. Cause okay. I think he was getting a full new, a whole new bike. When oh, okay. oh no. I think it was a wheel change and it was just a little bit long on the wheel change. Gotcha. I have to remember, uh, clarify that one. The other one, however, was on the last stage going up the climb. He was already dropped too. And he's you know off the, the, the front and it's, then he has a mechanical, gets on the side of the road, and he does one of these. I'm going to throw my bike, uh, kind of. And it, it was, was a pretty it was a, soft throw. It was so uh, it wasn't it wasn't very drastic, but it was always also, worth watching Dumoulin when he gets off his bike <laughs> on the side of the road. Keep the <laughs> anything can nearby, happen. Yeah, yeah. You know that 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 clip. My I played that for my kids where he gets off. You know, they're like, oh, he's oh no, he's got an accident. What's oh he's. <laughs> Oh no! You know, because he's taking the dump on the side of the road, and they just love that for some yeah. reason because they're they're kids and it's potty. So why not? it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, uh, Omloop. Uh, we had Michael Valgren of Astana winning that. Lucas uh, Wisniewski of Sky second, and Sepp Cus. I'm sorry, Sepp Cus. Sepp Van Mark of edu- EF Education first. A uh, small break that formed in the last 20k, and those those three barely held on. Um, I did get to see the last 20 of that. It was pretty cool with with the the climbs that we had talked about before setting up for the last little bit and they the field almost got him i was i was pulling for sep but um yeah. didn't didn't end up getting it and valgren won with a pretty good attack with like one two k to go yeah uh, it looked like he had just been kind of being as patient as can be and then just uh, launched an attack that was uh just too much it looked I, like he did he have fuglesang in the group with him i'm trying I'm to sure i almost seems like i think he had a teammate uh, maybe not Fuglesang, but um, I think he had a teammate in there. So that was kind of the setup for him being able to go out and then who's mm. going to chase that. Now, the day after this race or even the same day after this race, didn't uh, Vino come out and say the team's kind of in dire straits? So I'm yes. curious if the guys are riding for a little more intensity to try and win a place on a different team next year or maybe try and convince uh, the the sponsors that they have now that they should really be paying out i wonder if they're racing with a little more passion than they would have otherwise well um i heard uh this cycling podcast um from australia the sbs one and i'm starting to remember her name sophie smith i think is, is she's a reporter and she had talked to some of the writers at one of the i think it was perry nice or maybe strada bianchi and they were saying that they're they're getting paid it's they don't see a problem so i didn't know if uh, vinikov was coming out and just um you know blustering kind of for now i do know behind the scenes there's some uh lawsuits going on between like the oil faction and the government so i think the there had been the judge had put a stay on some of their finances that were supposed to be released so they're actually sounds like they were kind of in a bind of even being able to release money legally to the team but there's a big gotcha. guarantee and then it's kazakhstan who, who knows what we got there. what, what is your t- legal there. take on that 
I, I have no, I haven't been following, but um, uh, I'm sure they'll get their money somehow. Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe maybe make a deal like uh, Vino did in Liège Bastogne. Was it Liège or the, the the Olympics? One of those. Uh, then we had the next day, uh, Kearns Brussels, Kern, uh, Dylan Grunewagen, a lot of jumbo, ended up winning that. Uh, he's had a pretty good year so far. Uh, Arnold DeMar, second. Uh, he's also having a good year. And Sonny Cabrelli, who's been up there in the sprints as well, Bra Rain Marita. Um, that one wasn't as exciting to me. It was a little bit more of the flat. You just, okay, let's look at the last 5K, see how the sprint goes, and enjoy. Did either one of you see that? I saw like the that? last 200 meters. Yeah. 200 that's that's the important part it was a uh, grunewagen uh it's, it was a really impressive sprint i must say so uh then we had strada bianchi which is just what how many years is it 12 years old i think something like that sounds about right yeah Nothing? it's a classic yeah it, it's, I think it's 13 12 or 13 but it's turning into one right yeah well I, I did watch the last 40 or 50k of that that was that was insane how fast they're able to descend those dirt roads in yes. particular the uh uh, the cyclocross guy was it Walt Walt Van Ert? Yes. Yeah, he was he was impressive. Yeah. So you had about the last you know twenty k or so. Um, r- think of the three that were in the finish. So we had Roman Bardet, little spindly climber, second yeah. the Tour de France last year. Yeah. Walt Van Ert, um, cyclocross cross world champion, like twenty three years old. I don't know how. I mean, he's been doing hour races all year. You know, now he pulls out a it was one hundred eighty five k. He's race. sponsored by one hour photo. <laughs> so is he really? <laughs> no, I don't know. Looked like it. <laughs> He's uh, got some weird sponsors. And six-minute abs, yeah. seven-minute abs. And then you had um, Tish Benut, um, who's been coming across as a good good cro- uh, si- uh, classics writer that you know can climb okay, can can do the other stuff okay, the cobble stuff. So it's really interesting. The two, uh, Bardet and Van Aert up the road, and then seeing um, Benut drop his companion, it was a, a quick step, quick step guy, guy yeah. and then bridge up to them was pretty impressive anybody have a take on see the motorcycles that day yeah no there was there was a lot of motorcycle action there definitely uh offering a lot of free rides to guys and that's not to say Benut wasn't a worthy winner he once he caught up to them it was kind of fair game and he just rode away from them but there was a lot of opportunity for guys to to catch some draft there and I don't know if that was motorcycles not being able to go any faster because of the conditions and the roads or they just don't have good awareness of where they are relative to the the cyclists it's uh it was it was pretty prevalent though yeah they were getting yelled at even on the descents it, it looked like they were having more trouble than the guys on the bikes which i cannot imagine that's the case but the the guys on the bikes are just yelling at them and they're coming inside or outside of them and it, it looked looked dangerous but the coverage was great well but it, <laughs> so think about see the fear in the eyes okay, you've got a you've got a street uh, a, like a gold wing or something like that you know big bike that that's your driving around it's not going to be as maneuverable as a bicycle i would think and then you have a cameraman sitting or standing that's on the true. back yeah that gets and you're a trying awkward. to fly down there doing these corners that's that's probably not gonna be the you know as good of descending i think that's where you got to <clears throat> do some planning and know the route and say okay we're coming up to a descent yeah, totally i should be much further ahead and we can go to helicopter shot and we'll be out of the way and there won't be a, an interference with the race or get better motorcycles that can be a little more agile. I mean, there, it seems like there's a lot of options. Obviously, this race is still growing, so maybe it's something they'll kind of figure out over time. If you want to see, to c- kind of to deviate, I, I saw this uh, little clip, I think it was Cycling Hub, I uh, follow on Twitter, they post out a you know a minute or so video, yesterday. I think it was Trenor Adriatico yesterday, that this guy's descending 
and he's doing at some points 90 kilometers an hour and just fly. I mean, that's, that's fast. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and there's some twisty turny stuff and the motorbike is uh, with him right in front of him, passing him. And then, I mean, it's like it's way too much interaction with this. And they're like, they're both racing and it was a little spooky. Did you see that? I didn't see it, but yeah, the motorbikes just got to get behind and, you know, take the shot from behind if anything else so that, that it, it's, it's great for the coverage. It's fun to watch, but it's terribly dangerous for the riders, I would think. Yeah, and we've seen some accidents. Uh, sorry to deviate off of that. So back to the race itself. Tishbenu, um, I thought it was really impressive when he actually got rid of Bardet and Vanner because it was on a climb. It wasn't just a it was a punchy climb, but you know, you're not really you're gonna get rid of Bardet on a climb and he not he just kind of attacked and then just stomped away from him. It was really impressive. I would agree with that. He looked like <laughs> he looked like he was peaking for that race. Um, Bardet, uh, there's a lot of talk uh, online that we weren't even sure what he was there for necessarily. Was that just a training ride? That all of a sudden it was like, whoa! Like, <laughs> I guess I need to try and win this thing. I'm in the you know the two man break here. And then uh, Wout Van Aert was uh, he was just doing work all day, even even earlier uh, b- before Bardet made the connection and and. Uh, the other gentleman who actually won that I don't recall the name of, uh, he was Tish doing work. For, yeah. Tish Benu, he was, uh, Wout Van Aert was just doing work for that group all day long. So I, I, I totally understand why he was tired. I mean, yeah. And in, I'm sure people, you guys have both seen the little clip from people on the side of the road on the last pitch up to the climb where he's <laughs> yeah. slobbering yeah. all over himself, so to speak, falling off his bike. I mean, that looked, that was a, that was the Tommy Simpson of Mont Ventoux back in the well, 60s. It days. ends a little better, but it ends much better, <laughs> right. but that's kind of the, you know, you're like, holy crap, look at that. For a cyclocross guy, his remount was a little sketchy too. <laughs> I, I kind it's of hope for more cramping. Yeah, I know, but still, yeah, his junk may have taken the brunt of that one. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. But, you know, you say he was just hitting the front. I mean, that's that's what you do in cyclocross, right? I mean, he yeah. hits the front and you just keep going. But um, good for him. It was um, three amazingly different riders. And well, why don't you talk about why this was such an epic looking race visually? I mean, it had, they had been calling for snow and then it was just rain. So it was just mud. And yeah. I mean, the conditions were what we all think of and we dream about when we talk about bike racing, but never actually want to do. Uh, of course, it's not. like Madeira. <laughs> Madeira, it's like, oh, it's going to be fifty-five and rainy. Like, yeah, I'm going to skip that, but let's catch that, you know, uh, Strada Bianchi, because that's exactly what bike racing should be. It was, it was classic the way it looked. It was, it looked like a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it looked, looked muddy. I guess those roads don't get slippery though, because of the way the, the, uh, I guess gravel just doesn't doesn't slide up quite as much as and maybe there's a lot of rocks still I think it's, built it's into more it. coarse so it's more like a <laughs> yeah a decomposed granite it'd be more interesting than to see if there's mud. any riders coming out of that right. that get really sick from you know some of those classics when they're going on some of those roads um you know farm roads and cattle are taking dumps all over and then it's spitting up in your face you might be a little different than i don't know if what it is out there in the italian uh countryside maybe some some wine that's about it <laughs> crushed up one yeah, yeah but you fertilize so yeah same yeah. same story good stuff so uh really enjoyed that one and did you see was there any americans i think alex howes or no simon clark uh he's not american but he was on the <laughs> i think he was like 12th or so yeah, we'll, we'll claim him i any think Sepp Cuss did take? that race though i want to say um i saw something and i never did look to see what his results are so maybe uh zimney you can post that in the in the comment section uh, so we have two races going on right now, stage, little mini stage races, um, Paris-Nice, eight stages, and 
TJ Van Garderen was oh, kind of shining that. He's, he seems to be having the uh, Cavendish luck right now. Well, I don't know about that. Cavendish seems to have worse luck. but Well, Cavendish is having TJ Van Garderen luck, and TJ yeah. Van Garderen continues to have TJ Van Garderen luck. <laughs> or Richie Port luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he ends up crashing out on day one. I guess he went down. He's, he was actually okay. There's a little problem with his bike. He's looking down, and there's another car on the side of the road helping their rider, and he T-bones into that, so... Little Do you know what kind injuries. of injuries he had? Out of that? I, I heard him saying that he had, well, they said like a neck sprain of some sort, and they were a little worried about him. And he was like, "Oh, I'm screwed." And then he, you know, gets in the car to go away, and he starts to feel okay. And he's like, "I probably could have continued on." Nice. Um, so he's kind of bummed about that because. But anyway, so right now we have the current leader is Luis uh, Leon Sanchez of Astana, of Astana, um, in the lead. He had um, what 15 seconds over Walt Poles after the time trial yesterday. And what's the smirk for? No. <laughs> Are you the grammar Just, police? No, we're not. Go on. Uh, no one's claimed that I'm the, the be all end all. <laughs> no, this is hard. That's a lot harder than it looks. What? But speaking English? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about Astana. Astana. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, the colloquialism. There you go. So Walt, Walt Poles was in second place just by 15 seconds. He looked like he's probably going to be the overall winner because of the climbing that's coming up. And then today's stage uh, takes a nasty little uh, left-hand corner coming down a hill. They're going pretty fast in the last 5K and takes it, just falls down and hits the guardrail. And he's he's apparently out. I mean, it didn't look like he wasn't able to finish. So uh, little Frenchman, little Frenchman wins today. Another one kind of reminded me of the uh, Omloop guy, uh, you know, small group off the front. He takes a dig with 1K and everyone just looks at each other and lets him go. So, so Poles is out? Out of the Poles race? Poles is out, yeah. Okay. yeah. He didn't look like he was in too good a shape. He can, mm. I think maybe a shoulder. I don't know what the official uh, results are on his injuries. But um, So now you have uh, Sanchez leading 22 seconds over Philippe and 26 over Marcus Soler. And uh, Simon Yates um, of Mitchelton Scott mm-hmm. is uh, right up there. He was taking, taking it to him on the finish, finish today as well. Uh, Torino Adriatico, Cavendish. They start, the, it's another uh, seven-day stage race. Cavendish, they start the, the opening stage with a um, team time trial. He falls, doesn't make the time cut, and he's out. I guess he bruised some uh, ribs and stuff as well. So It looks like he hit his face a, pretty good. Yeah, I think he broke a rib. Yeah. Broke a rib. Yeah. So that that's tough for the recovery, especially with the classics coming up. Right. Yeah, bummer for him. Uh, BMC does their usual thing, wins a team time trial. They look good. Uh, Marcel Kittle on stage two ends up finally getting his first win of the year. And it looked pretty solid. That um, was a powerful sprint. Yeah. yeah, that was. And his his team did a great job setting him up. Whoever his his final lead out guy is, I mean, he put in a huge effort to to keep him ahead of the group and set him up for the win. It was impressive. Yeah, when I was watching that, the announcers were really keying in on on Kittle because he's there. He's finally yeah. in the sprint, and, oh, and they were they were saying, "Oh, he's not there. He's you know moved back too far." But uh, that thing just kept going on and on. The lead in, and then he did well. Yeah, so good for him uh, today in Toronto. Today's Friday. We just saw stage three, and I saw Simon Geschke go down hard. I mean, he hit a, like a a little bridge guardrail cement, and they were scooping him up off the ground. Had the, the I mean, he wasn't moving, and I have not seen anything online as of about twelve noon our time Pacific, and I haven't seen anything about whether whether he's okay or not. He did not look good. Uh, Primus Rojic actually won today's stage uh, with the Adam Adam Yates a close second. Garrett Thomas is now in the lead. Uh, he's tied on time with Greg Van Avermet and of BMC, and Chris Froome, third place. 
So yeah. Froome's still in the deal. You know, I, what do you think Froome's doing? I mean, he's showing up to these. He's letting, you know, his teammates kind of take the win or take the lead. Uh, but he's just kind of there. I mean, you think that's intentional that he's kind of, I want to, I want to do it, but I'm not going to push it too hard. And just so I'm, I'm near the top to help my form, but I don't want the spotlight. Well, I mean, why do you say he's not trying? I mean, you don't, you think he's just trying not to win or something? Uh, I don't see him sticking his nose out at all. Like, okay. I think during, you know, when he's preparing it's and he's doing, look, he's in March. Third, he's in, I know. Well, but when he's had good good uh, results, he like wins from start one to the end. I mean, and, and he puts his nose out in the front on little <laughs> climbs like today where he just sat, kind of sat there. I didn't see him doing anything. So uh, maybe I'm wrong. Any, uh, any takes on that? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot going on with Team Sky right now. So you're, it's possible you're right. I think that's maybe what you're alluding to is that, is that there's a lot of stuff going on in his life that is sort of weird. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched the race. I'm surprised he's out there, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I think if uh, if he were to ride really hard and do really well, it sounds like there's already some existing tension in the peloton. If he were to go out and dominate the race, I, I can't imagine that would be <laughs> a really good thing <laughs> for the group. Um, I mean, he's racing around these guys all year long, so he's got to feel that tension. And if he were just to crush the race, it, I can't imagine it'd be a good feeling. There'd be so much peer pressure to pull out or to just not race anymore so i think he wants to be there to to kind of show everybody that he can still race and kind of have a presence but at the same time i i suspect he's not going full gas would you like to talk a little you read did you read the report the the one that came out of the uk the um, the parliament governmental report on cycling and the jiffy bag and all that did you chris did you read that i, I scanned said- it i uh read the table of contents it looked okay. like a. It was a good thing to to put away for another day to read, but it's something that looks like it's really in depth. I mean, there, there's a lot of material and information in there, so it's it's definitely worth taking a look at. I have I have one, and this is just now. I have not read it myself. I've heard a few podcasts about it. I've read a little bit about it, and my initial take is one problem on it. So they have it's like like what we have here for you know defamation. If the government's doing it, it's it's uh, immunity on. You can defame anybody you want on the Senate floor or, or government reports type of things like that. So they come out and they're will they can say all kinds of things, which they're doing, but then they have one anonymous source on something. Mm-hmm. And I'm, why are you willing to kind of push the envelope on everything you're you're accusing and, and saying they said that, you know they didn't think it was uh, an inhaler as a, an example in the Jiffy Bag, but they don't know what it is. But you won't name the anonymous source. I I would like to see just. Open everything, because that's that's what Sky is kind of doing. They're hanging their heel on, I guess, or their hat on, is saying that oh, there's this anonymous source, and you're not revealing who it is. But I haven't followed it too closely. But don't you protect sources and methods sometimes to for what? So that you, so people yes, you will do. come forward and and, and give sure. their half of the story. I mean, that's kind of the deal. Like, hey, I'll come forward if you don't expose my name so that I can't race for a team the rest of my life or something along yeah, those Guyman lines. Yeah, Guyman did that in his book a lot. <laughs> Anonymous <laughs> quotes. No, I don't, I don't think it gives you, it, it only gives you so much credibility in a sense. I mean, the Woodward and Bernstein thing had a lot of those kind of things that uh, you have a source and if you're willing to, to name the source, it gives more credibility to it. And that's, that's just all I'm saying. I'm just assuming it's a source that still derives their salary <laughs> from or their, their lifestyle from cycling. Gotcha. And they don't want being to be. exposed would would eliminate that. Yeah, uh, could could be. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to go through that at some point and kind of see. 
Uh, did you see any reactions though? I know Wiggins came out and was was barking about stuff. Yeah, I saw there was a lot of media response to that. Wiggins has come out a few times. I think he even gave a a pretty lengthy interview to the BBC and effectively denied uh, denied all of the report. It's wrong. Blah blah blah. Uh, some of his responses seemed really guarded and really well manicured so that they would kind of paint him not in a positive light but in the least cheating light possible um kind of a well i only took the injections at times a b and c but there was the time that i took the injection without a tue but it was out of competition by like five seconds so technically it was okay and it just seems like you know with his autobiography that allegedly came out however many years ago where he never took an injection it's like well everything's got some type of conditional statement to it where it's i never took an injection of this particular thing but i wasn't that specific in the book it's just there was his response we're just saying i didn't do any of it i think sutton came out as well um and said you know wiggins and brailfords really should be a little more honest as to what's going on and and tell the truth about what they've done um, i don't know if there's any substance behind that or not and he knows something that he's not revealing it's hard to say there's there's a lot out there that's waiting to shake out. It sounds like I I uh, listened to a BBC um, it's called Bespoke Weekly uh, a podcast about this, and there it was somewhat humorous because they're like I can't believe you know Brailsford he's been knighted and Wiggins they've been knighted yeah. and they were willing to come up and and now maybe it's not and I'm like so you think them being knighted is going to make sure that they always they're telling the God honest truth? Come on, yeah, I mean, have you ever seen our politicians? I, I think this is a story that over the next month two months we'll probably find out more of the truth but i think we're just really starting to get to the the real details in the last you know week or two that they're starting to come out so i mean even even a week ago i think we were arguing over some of this petty little stuff and now yeah you know this story comes out that kind of confirms some of those uh, leaked details do you think some of their problem is the fact that they held themselves kind of like the voters of this you know higher ethical we're going not we're going to win the tour but we're going to win the tour clean and they, they made a bigger big deal about it so they kind of set a, a high bar do you think that's part of the problem or just i mean you just watch the sport you watch the tour de france and you watch their four or five guys with like just the contenders left all you know setting tempo on the front as you know, Nairo launches an attack and <laughs> they don't even move. They're just like, yeah, we'll just ride, you know, 15 to 50 watts higher and, you know, we'll shed a guy, you know, two minutes earlier. I mean, the way they did it, I think, drew attention to their team. I mean, there were so many of them that were riding so well, always at the big events. Um, I think that draws attention. It looked so much like what you saw with U.S. Postal, right? Yeah. Now, do you think there's anything to do with the fact that they can... Uh, afford to buy the best riders. An example was when they started out, I think they were doing like, I, I read this this week, the, you know, $10 million was their budget and the average budget at the time. Um, if you adjust for inflation, they should be somewhere around 14 million now, but they're 30 million. So they've increased this budget to this point where they buy all these. Are, are you saying that these riders are only, they're able to stack their lineup only because of extra marginal gains or because maybe they bought them. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know that everyone that's, I don't believe that. I mean, they, they hit it right with every rider. It seems like, I mean, they, they have so many riders that come into form every July and are able to do that. And you just don't see that across the Peloton. Like 
not every guy has a good July like that. The, the, the number of riders they have that hit it at the major tours is really, really high. And and there's always a guy that ends up surprising us at, it, at the Giro or at the Vuelta that we didn't expect. Um, what is it, Johnny Moscon? Yes. I mean, that guy was incredible. Nobody knew he could climb, and all of a sudden last year he's climbing everything. Geraint Thomas was the same uh, you know, a few years before that at, at, at the tour. And it's just, it's just kind of weird, right? Like, doesn't it just strike you as odd that all of a sudden – there's a new guy that's able to set tempo for 30 minutes at the, the, you know, the front of the, the Peloton at the tour de France. And there's all these English writers that are suddenly superstars <laughs> kind of like goes back to the Lance era. Right. I mean, who's our, who's our American now that, and we had like multiples at the time. So. Right. It just, it, it just seems strange. It doesn't seem right. We, I think the first time I was ever on here, you had asked me about Chris Froome and why I guess I hated success. It just didn't look right. And and I think we're, we're we'll find out over the next few months, you know, whether or not that's, you know, why that was. But I, it just something doesn't look well, right. And and you're right. And and I don't want to diminish that at all. And I want to go back though to kind of their their. St- and I think you get a lot of this in the media is uh, you know Chris is mentioning here that they're doing things. You know, I'm out of competition. It's a five seconds before. I think the fact that they've st- held themselves up as this it's, you see this in politics right some guys like i'm this ultra family man he's pushing social values and then he's cheating on his wife right. that guy's going to get scrutinized much more than the guy that's like live and let live hey um, you know whatever and then he cheats on and they're like whatever we expected him to any, so, any example uh, i'm not Go gonna on. i'm <laughs> not right. gonna talk about carlos danger <laughs> although he's doing prison time the weather lately has been yeah uh, no stormy. no so yeah <laughs> guess it does yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, but those are my things. So a team is holding themselves out as that. And then they're pushing the ethical boundaries, which may be the exact same thing as uh, what you should be able to do in sport. But they're going to be accosted for it because well, and maybe rightly so. Anyway, we can move on from this. <laughs> and did you have any last comments? That- no, I just think it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out and how the Froome stuff shakes out as well. It seems like there's two different approaches that are that are being taken by the investigators at this point. So gotcha. Yeah. Let's let's go over to the world tour races that we just had. Uh, big winners, Kurt. Do you have any? Can you think of any big winners from the those races we just mentioned? Or is, uh, it, this, the that one hour photo sponsor for Wout Van Aert. <laughs> I don't think they expected that. That was great. <laughs> yeah, good for them. Yeah, no, big totally. winner. Uh, Chris, I had Wout Van Aert just as a standalone. I mean, it was his first really big race on the road scene, and he crushed it. Uh, I had one, and then I even forgot to talk about. They had. Uh, uh, track world championships and Chloe Diger Owen, Logan Owen's wife, I think new wife. Yep. Um, one, I think it was a kilo and got a world record and then ended up winning the, the world championship with a, breaking her own world record. And I saw that she beats the, like the number, the number two, one, she laps her. Right. I mean, it was unbelievable. And, and come on, you're not going to want to get lapped. As as like one of the best riders in the world, <laughs> even for for bra- for silver. I don't watch enough of that event to know. It did look impressive. It was a world record, so it wasn't like she oh, was yeah, like it was just awesome. getting past. It know? was it was very very impressive. And then there was even talk of like, are they going to let her continue to go for the world record? And it was like, I don't know. I don't what know how this works. Her, but, her down. <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, that was really cool to watch. Yeah, she's obviously come on with time trial great. So. Yeah, and right. she was on the winning team for the team pursuit, and she put in a huge dig for the, like the last maybe full kilo to pull back i think it was great britain was the team they were going up against for the gold medal and she just brought back 
three or four seconds on him and to take the win. It was also very impressive. So I think the first I heard of her was Richmond World Championships. Didn't did, do you remember how she did there? I don't remember at all. Uh, sorry, but I, I know say it was like, impressive. Uh, yeah, like under twenty three champion. Okay, she okay. Was, so she's obviously really close yeah. to that. I don't know. So our our forgiveness uh, is asked for apologies. On she that. definitely came onto the scene roughly then for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kurt, do you have any losers from the uh, opening few weeks here of, of World Tour racing? Uh, without having thought about it, TJ Van Garderen. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, that's an easy one. My, Chris, do you have anything? Uh, I'll go with Cavendish. Just uh, poor dude can't catch a break. Yeah, that's and mine's going to be Simon Geschke, only because I I have no idea what happened, but it did not look good. It was <laughs> head into the uh, you know cement bridge and you said earlier you think he might be dead well they were pulling him raw you know usually hey the guy's down let's be careful with his neck and and they're like yanking on him and pulling and he was not moving they had like the uh stretch over there and i haven't seen anything online to confirm one way or another mm-hmm. and it was uh they kept replaying it so i did a search for team sky bad <laughs> news and it didn't even show up so it's not he's on Sunweb. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> team sky bad news that there's a be, lot of news there, there should be a lot of google that um any interesting little uh, tidbits from the world tour that you guys uh, want to mention or have any ideas? A uh, little, I, I'll start off with mine. I, <laughs> thing that make me go hum is uh, Alberta. They're one point six million dollars in debt, and they're you know the race is canceled. <clears throat> and I was reading a little bit about it as well, and uh, I think there's some issues between different government agencies and some who loans the and oh one of the things was there was teams Action Berman. Um, I think Hagen's Berman or that whole outfit was yeah, owed. Yeah. They didn't say how much, but they were owed some money. And I don't know if this is like, um, hey, you get to be do a race if you put some money in, or I don't know why they're getting putting money into this race, but they're owed a bunch of money. And I don't know who's loaning this this tour of Alberta spot <laughs> guys money <laughs> in the know. first place. Yeah, but um, I hate to see them go down, but then to go down in flames with the bankruptcy and everything else, it's kind of nasty. Chris, do you have anything? Uh, just a quick interjection. On Twitter, Simon Geschke says, thanks for all your messages. I'm sort of fine and only broke my collarbone. I oh, hope to have okay. a successful surgery and be back racing soon. Okay. So as long as he's actually controlling his Twitter handle, right? Um, then that sounds, sounds legit. Thanks for the update. Yeah. Otherwise, motos in the races are just nuts and it's something that needs to be wait taken did he hit a of. moto no he didn't i'm just saying oh, okay. that's my thing based on the strada bianca race it, <laughs> okay it, it's a growing issue yeah any other observations for you kurt about world tour it, racing world tour racing anything that's just uh lights your fancy no it's just good to see that small sponsor for wout banner you're still, <laughs> you're still on that guy okay yeah. um okay let's talk about norcal racing we have a little bit of time left and we'll wrap this up uh just one race that we had here we had the red kite crit uh you want to take a look and i'll try to tag it on our youtube channel uh jeff linder's um video of him winning the the p12 race looks like he was off in a break and then he had a guy jason hammond uh first of all jeff linder of turun uh and then jeff uh, jason hammond ended up bridging up to him a sun power guy and jeff just kind of takes his experience and works him over but uh then dave grunman ends up in third and you said chris Colbel. i think he came in fifth. fifth you like to mention him but um We'll also just <laughs> say why, because he ended up winning the, the P12 race for Olympic Club, uh, followed in second by James Enright, a squadra SF, and Sam Benedict of Teams Mike's Bike, presented by Ecuador Coffee. That's, Actually, the, that's the 35. Equa- Equator Coffee. Yeah, the, the men's 35. Yeah, so I was just going over the um, the one two threes. 
Oh, and they had the uh, the two three race. Robert Skinner won that. In the forty five P one twos, Dean LeBurge, uh, Pete's Richard Nichols of R four R Make a Wish, and Pablo Espinosa of Squadra SF. Um, I don't know too much about about any of that race at all, other than the one um, one video we saw. And to clarify, Cobble got fourth, not fifth. Fourth. I was wrong. All right, he got fourth. Even better. Yeah, he's a one-man wrecking ball here. And Robert Skinner, who's a guy we've actually called out as just really riding well. Good Do you know who he rides him. for? Because it didn't say on the... He, he was unattached when we saw last. So, uh, gosh, can't believe somebody wouldn't pick that guy up. But maybe he just wants to do it on his own. And he's doing it on his own. Good for him. Successfully. Uh, in the women's one, two, three, Casey Myers of Chico Cycling. Congratulations. Wins the race there. Um like I said, I would look for the race video uh, lenders, and if there's any uh, anybody else that has those out there, we'll try to I'll try to find them and link them up on our YouTube, so that you can when you're watching this, you could click on and kind of see how the racing went. Otherwise, I don't know what much of what happened at all, and I'm not going to speculate. That's the course we've all done, um, four ish corners. It looks like they've moved the start finish to different spot than what I remember it being when I raced it. They, they moved the start finish all the time on that course, I believe. On the business park, correct? Yeah. There? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They run it different directions. I mean, that's kind of how they keep it fresh. <laughs> no? no. I, I disagree. I think it's the same course every time. The one in Livermore? Yeah. Yeah. You're not, not the one where you did districts. I know. It's the same red kite course, but they run it. They put the start finish line at different spots. No. The, well, it's a different finish than I did a few years ago when we had our buddy Garrett uh, marking start off the race. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, maybe they, I don't know. Chris has always done it the same direction. Gotcha. But Chris only goes on the third, the third one of the second of week <laughs> of the of the fifth month, right? When it's a full moon and something else. Uh, so any 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 winners and losers? We could probably just skip in on that. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll have one if you don't. Do you have one? I, I don't. Uh, well, the, all those who regged, I guess, for Madeira Stage Race and did not get to uh, partake in that. Are they winners or losers? It depends if they got their money back. I think they got their money back. Well, then they're then they're <laughs> okay. maybe they're winners. Maybe they're losers. I don't know. Uh, My yeah. biggest winner would be the red kite <laughs> promoter. Red kite promoter for <laughs> putting on another race. And the losers is what I had was anybody that regged for uh, two races. That is expensive to do a second race at a red kite. What about people who regged for three races? I don't even know if that's affordable. <laughs> All right. Well, some people did, and I hope you don't call them out. Oh, no, I didn't. Good I didn't for them. That's a lot of miles. I mean, if you're going to make the trip, why not? Right? Like, do yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. So I, I'm just not a big fan of paying that much for a second race in the day. So, but whatever. Um, you, you just spent like 40 bucks, 50 bucks driving down there. Like, it's a long way to go. I don't know. Like uh, To me, whatever, 25 bucks for racing. That's probably, it's not a bad deal. Do we, are we really going to litigate red kites pricing structure? Right no, now? I'm okay. not. I'm not. I, I just know a lot of people get worked up over it online. So I just thought I'd feed into that. Sure. Good. Chris, did you have anything on that one? Negative. All right. Um, what about what? Well, the losers, Madeira stage race in general. I mean, it got canceled. It looks like it was going to have bad weather. And then I don't know if the weather was a problem with registration. People weren't sure about it. It's a, it's a bit of a commitment to go out and do a, a classic race. Like you were saying in the rain. And then, um, you know, so it's tough on the on the promoters, I'm sure. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a really cool race. Uh, the road race. I know some people were were bad mouthing the the conditions out there, but it, to me, it's a classic. It's a really fun race. It's too bad uh, they're having such terrible luck getting that to go off each year now. 
there was something on Facebook where I didn't know the promoter had basically just you know made a uh, statement that it wasn't happening and Reg was down and and then someone posted that statement but added a little to it to make it look like it was the promoter kind of like hey NorCal suck it or something like that and it was a little I don't think they did I think you read it wrong it's hard so the 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 promoter wrote that no the promoter didn't I think I think the the gentleman was just adding like. Hey, I just got this. Congratulations. Uh, I don't think I don't think he was well, trying was. to put the words into I think the promoter's Velo promo. I don't think he was trying to put the words into their mouth. No, I think it was him putting his words into it with the statement from the promoter. It seemed a little over the top. <laughs> so, you, the guy out there who said that, that was a little over the top. It was a little sarcastic. It was unnecessary. <laughs> Because you know what it does? It just starts a firestorm on all sides. Well, yeah, I know. But there were 462 comments, and I think they figured it out. And <laughs> then, as, as, he didn't really mean it. You know, you're right. That is that is usually how it works out in, um, in on Facebook. Okay. Um, Chris, do you have a problem with weather forecasts, I've heard? It's terribly inconsistent, and it makes it difficult to plan a race tomorrow, let alone next week. So, so if weather folks which, can get on top of that, that would be fantastic. The weather folks, gotcha. So this is this reminds me of growing up where my dad's always complaining about the weather and the weatherman. It's like the weatherman was the most evil man ever. <laughs> like, it's just the weather, Dad. Come on. Yeah. But that's where we have Chris now. So uh, coming up this weekend, we do have Land Park. By the time you get this podcast, Land Park may have already happened. No, we'll get it out before that. Okay. <laughs> Way to commit. Yeah. Uh, we have Land Park Saturday. It, it, there's an Omnium with the 35s. It's usually pretty good, combining it with Bariani Road, ra- Road Race. So, so, so the exciting thing with that is the weather had been looking like it was going to be terrible yeah. all week for, for Saturday. And since then, it's gone from you know afternoon showers, you know, showers all day to afternoon showers to now, from what I'm hearing from uh, Chris, it's going to be beautiful all day, which... Don't trust up. my weather apps. So. Okay. Do, you, do you have your own barometer at home or I, any? Yeah, I might be reading it wrong. That might be part of the problem. But that's a that's a great race leading into an Omnium for the 35 pluses at Bariani on the new course, which is looks like a really cool course. You know, they added it's 20. I think it's 20 miles for the entire uh, circuit, and then you know it's kind of got that flatland that we've been doing for the last five years. Plus, they re-added the the KOM, which has a, an actual competition, which just kind of spices up that race yeah. on the backside. It'll be yeah. cool. No, that, that's good. I personally, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to race this week. I still got a little leg issue. If anybody wants to know about it, it's, it's called the IT band. Um, but those are some good races. Then you know, you also have Wards Ferry, uh, and I know some guys have done Wards Ferry and then come out and done uh, Land Park in the same day, as I call it, the Bang Bang. It's like correct two restaurants at yep. once. And then okay, so then uh, from there we have this whole thing looming over us, which is the Chico Stage Race coming up on. Uh, March, I'm sorry, April, March, March 16th to the 18th. Um, I'm hoping, Chris, the weather is going to, you know, be okay for everybody. I don't know. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I hope it's, um, I'll take gloomy skies as long as it's dry. I mean, let well, me ask you this. What are you taking a TT bike? Or are you just going <laughs> to really, I'm not sure yet. I, oh, I've got, yeah. uh, I've got just this logistics. It's not like no, he's got an injury. I've got a cut on my arm that hasn't healed, and it's like exactly where the pads go, and eh, it, it's pretty uncomfortable. Back, you may be more. I tried that last night uh, on a ride, oh, and oh, it was not ride. that great. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you guys met for something else. No. <laughs> he, yeah, I think he did that at home on his trainer, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean it's 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 a fun fun TT course as TT courses go. It's flat. It's the same course, so it's it's good to measure yourself year after year and. It's um, 
It's usually pretty fast. Have you looked so. at Reg yet for that? I have. It's it's doing well. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I think most of the fields are 50 plus. Okay. So it's, it's so filling it out. Fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about it myself. I'm just, I remember a few years ago when we did the, uh, the P12 and I was, it wasn't feeling so great. I was worried about the time cut. Most, most worried about the time cut on the time trial. <laughs> Because I had Rossi and some of these guys out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were just smoking it. And then I, right. I, I ended up, I guess, so scared. I actually put in a good, for me, a decent time, and I didn't get time cut. And I don't think they were time cutting people, but no. I'm well, back on that train of worry again. The other good thing is that they run the crit so soon after the time trial that they don't really have time to do the numbers to figure yeah. out. <laughs> so there's really not a time cut after the crit. Gotcha. Or after the TT. Yeah, gotcha. So just finish the road race. Um, so that's what we have coming up. Um, Kurt. Are you mad at anything this week? Is there anything that you need to talk about that you're? Um, not no, I'm not mad at anything. Um, or is someone uh, mad at something else that you? I, need to Chris point was out? mad at the weatherman. <laughs> um, I'm not mad at anything. Chris was mad at me last night when we were riding. I don't know. It was. I wasn't mad at he you. He was in a bad just... mood last night. Um, but I'm no, I'm good with everybody. I'm excited that we've got good weather coming after last week. Really was just a terribly cold and awful week. Do we have good weather coming? How can you be so sure? It's better than what it was. At okay. least the temperatures are higher. That's that's true. Yeah. Nothing like a, a wet, warm rain to go ride in. Well, that's it's better than a cold snow. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's true. I, I would rather do, you know, when you're already out riding, then it starts to rain. It's I can handle that. Um, it's bad to go outside while it's already raining to start your ride. And then if it's cold, it's just not, it's not going to happen for me. <laughs> true. Cold is the, to me, that's the ultimate, like, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. 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 So I would add one o'clock meetings to my, what am I mad at? Who schedules a meeting for one o'clock on a Friday? I, I, Come on. I don't know. So we'll, we'll get out of here so you can make that. Um, but, uh, any news and noteworthy issues that you guys have for NorCal or world tour or, you know, your local, anything else? No, I don't have anything. Oh my um, goodness. You got something? Yes. Go for it. Daylight savings is Sunday, which means <laughs> next right. week, all the local race rides kick off. That is true. That this is, I mean that's the that's the start of the season. Chris nailed it. That is the, the beginning of the season starts Sunday. So when I introduce next week, I could say Chris Flower, winner of Wednesday night bike ride. Not if it's raining. And no show on the Boise. We crate. can quit doing world tour coverage and 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 just do. We'll have some races to talk about. Uh, I would mention that I just read this today that American Alexei Vermeulen signed with the Japanese Conti team Interpro Stradali. And, um, you know, he had been with uh, Lotto Jumbo last year, didn't make the cut for them this year and had been little been looking for teams, saw some teams in the U.S., some Conti teams that he thought might be able to pick them up. But this team is actually going to be doing some races in Europe and he thought he'd have a better chance of getting back up to World Tour with that. So he said he actually wasn't even sure he wanted to continue. But when he saw um, all his buddies starting to start the season racing, he was like, yeah, I definitely want to be riding. So good for him and I hope to see him back in the tour. Anything else for either one of you gentlemen? No, sir. All right. Well, everyone, good luck out there this week uh, racing. And once again, just go to our, our Facebook page, like it, share it around, share the show if you want. And thank you very much.